0: When folks ask you, why do you hold on to those old traditional religious trappings of Christianity and conservatism, the thing that you really ought to do is flip that question on its head. Why are you reverting back to barbaristic paganism? Let's talk about that today as we watch our culture stray further every day. Howdy. My name is Jonathan Fiala, and uh, on the set of Further Every Day Day Today, I... I cannot keep my tongue untied it's been 4 30 i've been up all day yeah gotta cut the tongue there uh i am sitting in the chair of philosophy and to my left i've got mr steve th- yes. this afternoon how are you
1: yes sitting in the chair of culture today glad to got, have you uh, there can i pray for you shirt
0: on today that Fire. is a good shirt oh, that excellent. is a good shirt yeah and to his left we got uh Josh.
2: Yeah, I'm back at it again.
0: Back at it again in the chair of politics. dealing Mm -hmm. And kind of warming, kind of warming that uh, chair of economics over there as I am the chair of theology. So let's go ahead and dig into it. Is progressivism so-called or wokeism new? No. These are the same exact ideas that the pagan culture right off the arc developed and started to hold. You look at the tradition of Baal, of Ashtoreth, or really comes from Semiramis, and Nimrod. And, you know, Nimrod, the mighty warrior before God, but that's not necessarily a great legacy that he had, because he ended up marrying his mother, Semiramis, and uh, after she died, or after he died, rather, she had a, a... child when she wasn't supposed to and said, oh, it was the virgin birth. By the way, this is where a lot of people say that uh, Christian copies the ancient religions. Well, no, it didn't copy the ancient religions. Satan was smart enough to know what the prophecy meant and tried to subvert it very, very early on. That's its own study, all on its own. But these ideas are not new. And you look through ancient cultures, the Origin of Religion by Samuel Romer talked about how monotheism is the core original religion. You could trace any religion back. It'll either go from monotheism to a rationalism to a polytheism, or it'll go from monotheism to a institutionalized infrastructure, like a church that is sucking everything up. And what you see in the Mesopotamian region And in Greek and Rome is the fall from monotheism to rationalism, paganism, many, many, many gods in a pantheon. So what does it have to do with anything today? Well, Jonathan Kahn, you guys are familiar with, Mm. put out a a book recently, or last year, about uh, the return of the gods. And he makes an incredible point. Go look it up if you want to. I, and, and I, I kind of wanted to do these these episodes. As we're celebrating 100,000 uh, downloads. And uh, wanted to go ahead and kind of talk about Jonathan Kahn's book, because it really encompasses everything that we're fighting in our culture today. Everything that these so-called left, so-called progressives are running, comes from that. You can find the separation from God, the separation of the state from God in Baal. Baal's the possessor, is the one that would— the wedge between the Jewish people or the Hebrew people and God. And then you've got Ashtoreth, goddess of sexual immorality. And we'll talk about her. She's also actually the first transvestite goddess and, and return men to women and women into men. It's rather interesting. You know, it was a very, very Greco-Roman morph the person into a different, different character. And we'll talk about it next episode, hopefully. She actually had her priests um, change genders as close as they could. It's not as sophisticated as today, but they would alter their bodies, much like what you see today. Rather frightening. Well, it had to be rough back then. It had to be really rough. No anesthesia. Ugh. Ugh. But they would do everything that you see today. They would do these, quote-unquote, sex changes. And, of course, then there's the god Moloch, the destroyer. And we know what they did with children. They yep. offered them on fires when they didn't want them. So let's kind of pull back a little bit and just look at a couple of other things. Because Baal ba was also really interesting. He was the, kind of the, king of the king of the gods, and he was the king of the weather. What did they do with Elijah when he got in the way of the weather? you all remember that? It came after him, and, and that whole scenario with God withholding rain for seven years was a direct strike in the face of Baal. That's why it was so incredible when, after the prophets of Baal were slain, then it started to rain.
1: You know, you would think after having rain withheld for seven years because you're worshiping the wrong kind of god or worshipping basically a demon uh that you know Hebrew people would kind of catch a clue a little bit after 7 years of no rain I
0: mean but we still don't man, 7 years of no rain but we still My don't land. to this day we still don't to this day you look at the climate change Everyone tends to worship this, this, this new neo-pagan Gaia Earth climate change, climatism right. thing. And the, the reason I say it's worship, the reason I say it's worship is because it's been proven wrong over and over and over and over again. The universe consistently. type thing and all of this. And, well, climate change specifically has been proven to be an absolute sham and farce. And I think Josh uh, is, is going to start us off with a, a, bit of a, a bit of an excerpt from an article that was written by one of our own, Jennifer Duffy. And uh, um, it's, a, it's an interesting set of points, all with research articles. It'll be in the link in the description below, just to remind you. The, a lot of the stuff's going to be previous stuff that we've covered, but now in light of the false gods rising
2: again. Go ahead, Josh. So want to point you to the Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change or the IPCC. They make no reference to billions of deaths or any other claims of imminent crisis. In fact, the IPCC and other organizations' data actually point in the opposite direction of total destruction.
0: Mr. Steve, claims for mass displacement and migration that they make.
1: IPCC found there is robust evidence of disasters displacing people worldwide, but... Limited evidence that climate change or sea level rise is the direct cause. And the majority of resultant population movements
0: tend to occur within the borders of affected countries. So uh, something to note is that they're going to use this to change your life and your livelihood. And if you do not agree with them that climate change is causing mass displacement, mass migration. They will come for you. You will lose your freedom. And it, more on that in just a moment. I want you to think about that, because they did that in ancient times, too. If you did not acknowledge the state religion, you would lose your freedom, as uh, Jeremiah did. I'm in the middle of Jeremiah right now. And that you look at how he flew in the face of Baal, and he would not repeat what the prophets had said. He said, no, that's not what God said. It might be what your Baal said. That's not what Yahweh said. That's not what Jehovah, God, said. Might be some some Baal, but that's not God. And he ended up in prison. He ended up in the Miry Pit, barely saved by a unit, right? So you might be in the same situation shortly if we don't fight for our freedoms and don't change. Claims of climate change uh, causing wars or conflicts. Researchers published in Nature magazine uh, found that uh, climate has affected organized, armed conflict within countries. However, other drivers, such as low socioeconomic uh, status development and low capabilities of a state, are to be judged more substantial and more influential. Think about it here. If you're living in a environment that is affected more so by the climate, you have a harsher climate, you're going to have one of two things happen. Either people are going to move to a better area, or they're going to have to stay there and they will have to overcome the problems there. Some instances that has led to a lower socioeconomic status. It's not that climate change is doing anything and and they can't prove anything other than a couple degrees deviation from the 100-year mean. And they're now seeing, if you go back, look far enough, you look at set of cycles more on Mm -hmm. that in a little bit but if you bring that up you are cut off from academia tell me that that's not religious i mean that's wholly and entirely what they're up to so josh what about the claim of billions of lives lost to climate change
2: so this is another claim that's been made what you see in actuality is that the number of deaths from natural disasters have declined. Over time, by 99.7%. In 1931, 3.7 million people died from natural disasters. In 2018, just 11,000. And that decline occurred over a period when the global, global population quadrupled.
0: Well and above beyond estimates, right? Have things become safer? Things have become safer. So why do they hold on to it? It's, it's a religious religion. belief. Yeah, it is. And, and, it's a, and there's an agenda behind it. It is. There's a political agenda. There's a so from the philosophy chair and theology chair, what you hold at the core of your values will dictate how you think and act. What you believe religiously will dictate how you think and act, and it'll change how you work down this uh, uh, trickle-down river. Bad theology leads to bad thinking. And if you can't correct the theology, the philosophy gets messed up. Their theology is in a scientism, quickly turning into a neo-paganism. And what you have here is this worship of the earth. You hear about about this worship of the earth, and it's an appeal to the scientism, which is morphed into this sort of more spiritual thing philosophy, they cannot hold a rational argument. In the culture, what shakes out from that? You now have a culture oh, war, don't you, between you, those, yeah, who those who believe and those
1: don't. Sure you do. You have a, cult, a culture war that goes on, just like what's happening today, because you still have the same types of things that are happening today as what transpired a thousand years ago.
0: In your, Even in I mean, Elijah's time. Sure. And those are happening right now. And you had the silent you you had the silent believers in Christ, or in God rather, in God the Correct. Father, silently tucked away. And you saw the persecution of anyone who dared prophesy God's name. Sure. And we all know you know as
1: Christians that more prosecution. Perse- excuse me, persecution is going to come
0: up. Same thing us. in this case. Yeah, you know. absolutely. And so, and so once you've set the seeds in the culture for that, Josh, the politics starts to line out and and you saw this in ancient cultures. I alluded to it earlier, but in, in um, Smyrna, you remember, you remember the issue of Smyrna and burning incest to Caesar, right? If not, no worries. But if you, If you wanted to worship Jesus, you could worship Jesus in Smyrna. Want to know why they were so poor? They lived in a city of literal streets of gold. They had made their figurative heaven on earth with a pantheon of temples strewn along the highway of this gold road. Road. Right. All you had to do as a Christian in Smyrna, which Christ talked about the persecuted church, all they had to do is grab a pinch of incense, burn it to Caesar. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's all they had to do. When the government comes after
2: our faith, how much ground can we give? Well, in that case, there was a very prominent person in the early church who encountered that problem in Polycarp. And he died ultimately for the case of Christ.
0: What were his last words? Do you remember? Because you've talked about Polycarp on this program before.
2: I can't recall his last words at this time. If I remember... It's that I've served my, the Lord has been so faithful to me for this long. How can I deny him now? It's something to that. Degree. Yes. Yes. It was something to that effect. It's like how long he had lived. But yes, but it was in reference to that as far as politics, at least in relation to the climate change and this Gaia entity that we keep worshiping to, they keep trying to come up with policies to counteract the climate change. And even the world politi- the world political sphere is trying to come up with policies and organizations to counter the climate change. But is it actually making a difference? Are they actually doing a good job? Well, no, because the fact of the matter is just like when presidents make a, a plea to say, Oh, in 40 years, I can get this accomplished when they only have an eight year term at max. It's one of those weird things for me where it's like, "You yeah, you're trying to accomplish something, but what about China? china 's not a part of your organization china 's like the biggest country in the world, and they 're not a part of your organization. What about russia These are some of the biggest offenders of your so called carbon emissions, and that
0: leads and, right to the economics and I want you to go ahead and man, speak to that because to India <laughs> because that really where have they moved all the labor to where and i say they i 'm talking about politicians who have stakes in china i 'm not talking about uh, Hunter Biden, who was saving $10 billion in a Chinese company.
2: By the way, China's getting, getting India, trying to get that, that pact going.
0: Correct. And so yeah, what, yeah. what you see is a shift to the economics. Once you've broken down your theology and no philosophy, your culture and your politics are susceptible to that. What happens with our economy?
2: Well, it affects like farming, for example. They, they try to alter the way we do farming. They try to make it to where we don't have as many farm animals. Because one of the things that they'll point to as is an issue and ultimately it is, it would be an issue in relation to if they, if you believe in the climate change would be the carbon emissions from livestock because they do produce quite a, f- a few amount of emissions. But the, the ultimate problem and what that I have with the and, and, and where it comes down to is that it ultimately comes back to eliminating humans. Yes. A, and and no matter which way you try to I don't know if you've watched a movies if you watch movies about this you, did you watch the Kingsman this No is, no yeah. oh,
0: oh yeah. but I know what you're talking yeah, about yeah but,
2: like that's like the plot of the Kingsman that's the plot that's of like exactly. a lot of films like the humans have messed up the world and now we need to get rid of the humans yeah. to mess up the world but but we also acknowledge that that's morally skewed but it's is the solution like they all say it. Ultron Ultron yes. literally said here's, that that was the problem. Here's an old time that, that was going to be the problem.
1: I don't know if you guys ever watched Soylent
0: Green. Yes,
2: no, no, I I I've read the that. book.
0: Did a book report on it. You and I had a conversation on that. Yes. Where it, so the the distillation of Soylent Green is is that they're using human material to people, grow their their farm, the, and so they're the using people that people. die are the Soylent Green, which is what they feed people. Correct. And you're basically eating people. People. Oh, what? Bullshit and and, and, and yeah. b- b- by the way, there's a whole thing that we can run down on abortion on that. I won't right now. But you actually look at some of the derivatives that they use to flavor certain um, Pepsi products. If I remember it correctly, it is Pepsi. Uh, actually come from derivatives of aborted fetal tissue. And so, I mean, congratulations, guys. You're, you're the horror freak show from the 1950s. Uh, uh, serial on TV of you know, the uh, uh Alfred Hitchcock nightmare movie. So yeah. I don't know if you got everything out you were gonna say there.
2: Well I was just gonna say you were on a roll. Well, I was just gonna say so that's where it goes to. It goes to eliminating humans for economic gain and also for political viability in the long term. It's just not a it's a slippery slope, if I could put it in such a way. And you don't really want to go down that slippery slope because then the morals start getting really blurry.
0: But, but it's all all right in the eyes of the religion, and if you take something as held as morally correct in this chair, the chair of theology, your philosophy can justify it, and cannot be saved by philosophy. It cannot. You look at the two branches of the Enlightenment, and you and you'll see it. You've got the, the Enlightenment came that there were higher principles in reason understanding and intelligence. And there were two branches. I I say this all the time. There was the conservative John Locke side in the States and ultimately kind of affecting Britain. That whole school of thought affected Britain very positively. That's why you saw slavery being abolished, those two nations first. Then you had the Edmund Burke side. Locke said, your reason and your value and who you are come from God. All of that, your value and reason, they are God's property. Edmund Burke said reason is the property and the the value that is created out of the earth, from the nation, and from the blood of the people. Kind of sounds like the things that are bred: Socialism, Nazism, fascism. Communism, all those isms, they're all sort of in the same general vein. They all came from the human reason is supreme side. And we're watching that cave right now into neo-paganism. And again, not to harp too much on the on the uh, uh, side of progressive, or on climate change, rather, but I do want to go through a couple of predictions. There's a list of 50 predictions. We're going to do 41 of them here just to keep it odd and interesting. We're going to do 41 of them here. We've read them on the show before. But these are all predictions that they made, and none of them have come true. So starting off with in 1967, I just want to rapid fire through here. 1967, there was going to be a dire famine in 1975 that was going to kill a massive amount of people. Didn't happen. In 1969,
1: everyone, get this, will disappear in a cloud of blue steam 89 wild Oof.
2: 19 Big. 1970 ice age by 2000
0: I'm, I'm i'm not feeling it bro i'm not feeling I it mean
2: either. i mean i said the ice age movie did come out in 2000
0: it did it did and I'm, it I'm not sure maybe I that's think, why <laughs> you know what you know what scratch this one from the list yeah, uh, I'm oh, sorry. Okay, you know, where's where, where, where that sad trombone, Missus Producer? Uh, uh, America uh, uh, subject to water rationing by 1974 was predicted in 1970, uh, and food rationing by 1980. We never got there. In despite Jimmy Carter's best uh, attempts, well, he did try too. In
1: 1971, a new ice age coming by 2020 or 2030. We did have the covid. That,
2: I mean they made Amazing. another ice age sequel too. They another
0: they, ice they, age. they have. Oh, wait a minute. They have. You know what? I don't know. It's you know pretty what? Hot that, this some summer. frightening stuff. It was pretty hot. This Go ahead, Josh. Pretty hot. 1972. 1972
2: another ice age by 2070 they just can't stop with the franchise.
0: And they have to push it and they have to push it out. They have to keep pushing out the ice age expectation. So in 1974, space satellites show new ice age coming fast. No, no discriminant uh, time.
1: Uh. Oh, in 1974, another ice age. Yeah, they, they, they like that, that ice age stuff, don't they? Mm-hmm. Man, ice age after ice age coming. 19,
2: Man. 1974, ozone depletion, a great peril to life. Okay.
0: So, by the way, it is regrowing. I'm just saying it is regrowing. Ozone, yes. by the way, is an extra oxygen molecule added to an O2, or atom added to an O2 molecule. You can have O3, O4, O6. Uh, it, it's produced quite naturally, quite often. Mm-hmm. Just saying. There's no problem with it going away anytime soon. In scientific, 1976, scientific consensus on planet cooling. Famine's imminent.
1: Ooh. Let's see, 1980. Acid rain kills life in lakes.
2: Oh. Reminds me of that movie, St. Helens. Know. I
1: went, I, my son goes fishing almost every weekend and then he catches plenty of fish. Man.
2: Don't know if you've seen that movie, St. Helens with the Grandma.
0: <laughs> oh my gosh. That was a frightening Saint. movie. Well, wasn't Saint,
2: what was that movie? That's the movie where the volcano goes yeah, yeah, off yeah, and it, it the turns volcano. acid. I want to say all it's ash. volcano. Yeah. I don't know volcano. Okay, uh, yeah. uh, nineteen. I'll just read a couple more here. 19, Dante's Peak. Dante's Peak. It was Dante's Peak. Dante's yeah, that's Peak. Dante's Peak is what it was. Not St. Helens. That's a that's an actual event that happened. <laughs> Good job, Josh. Uh, not fake news. Fact check. Nineteen seventy-eight: No end in sight to thirty-year cooling trend. Nineteen eighty-eight: Regional droughts that never happened in nineteen nineties. Nineteen eighty-eight: Temperatures in DC will hit record highs. Nineteen eighty-eight: Maldive islands will be underwater by twenty eighteen. They're not.
1: Yeah, they're not. No. Well, not yet, anyways. Huh?
2: Wait so, a minute. Wait raising- a minute.
1: Wait a minute. Hold on. I noticed something. What'd you notice? I noticed the ice ages have stopped and... And the heating came on. And the water's rising. Yep. Now, if we had an ice age, wouldn't the water drop? Yeah, the ice age would actually shore up more ice at the poles. Right, And, and the water and oceans would drop. And now the islands in the Maldives, by 2018 be underwater but we were supposed to have, have an, ice, an age. ice
0: age in what it makes 2020? no sense it makes no sense Hold on. it makes okay. no sense don't worry about it don't worry oh, don't think, yeah, don't, don't, think don't think about it don't think about it this is the confused. most this is the most scattered religious text you'll ever read through I was Just I uh, <laughs> <there laughs> rising sea more. levels in 1989 rising sea levels will obliterate nations if nothing done by 2000 Ooh. Got him. Yeah, yeah, I guess so.
1: 1989, New York City's West Side Highway underwater by 2019. I think they're still traveling on that I one. I think they're fine. 2000, children won't know what snow is. <laughs> I, just saw I think snow they use get and 20 years ago. <laughs> 2002, famine in 10 years if we don't give up eating fish, meat, and dairy.
0: Well, I haven't given up any of that. And I've had a lot of meat, fish, and dairy lately. So, uh, yep.
1: matter of fact, I ate me some deer meat the other day.
0: I had the pizza with the pepperoni, no anchovies, though. So, I guess I got to take that fish off. I had that for, for lunch today.
2: 20, 2004. Oh, my gosh. 2004. Britain will be Siberia by 2024. <laughs> Two, it just gets me 2008 arctic will be ice free by 2018 that was not your only thing you had to worry about in 2008 bazing
0: that <laughs> they're all over the place <laughs> climate genius al gore predicts ice free arctic by 2013
2: mm-hmm.
0: oh my gosh there's nothing there's nothing yeah okay and so uh, Climate Genius, Prince Charles, by the way, now King Charles, which should, by the way, really concern you. It should really concern you that King Charles is now king. He is full bore uh, neo-paganistic. Yes. He, uh, is. he says we have 96 months to save the world in 2009. You want him in charge of 2 billion people. That, that, that'll be exciting. And that would be, I guess climate genius King Charles climate Mm. genius King Charles yep in 2009 what did the UK prime minister have to say they have to say
1: yep 50 days to save the planet from catastrophe
2: Mm, like I said they had a lot more stuff the US needs to worry about some more stuff in oh (laughs) eight (laughs) oh nine. Climate genius Al Gore moves 2013 prediction of ice free Arctic to 2014. Ooh, yeah, had
0: bad. to hedge just a little bit. Had to kind of hedge. Oh, oh wait, wait,
2: wait. Come back in 2013. Four years later. Arctic ice free by 2015. Oh, oh missed good. it. Missed uh, it by that much. Just by a year. 27, 2014. <laughs> only 500 days before climate chaos. <laughs>
0: So in 1968, they said that the, so going back a little ways, in 1968, they said that the overpopulation would make it impossible for us to eat. By the way, that comes from Malthus, uh, Malthus, Malthusian economics. He was a mathematician who had an arithmetic growth of the human population. And he said, or a logarithmic growth. And he said, you're going to have to have a child's one, China's one child policy. You're going to have to have those sorts of things. He, you know, Really, in the 1800s, he was predicting, in a way, abortion and the China one-child policy and all these other draconian measures that you're seeing enforced today in the 1800s. And he was proven wrong, but they still are holding to it. That is not science. Yeah. That is a who's, religious— Who's the billionaire that pushes that a lot? Oh, well, you, you know. we, we can't say Mr. Gates' name, so I won't talk no. about Billy. Okay, yeah. No problem. Okay. So okay. <laughs> so in 1970, the world will use up its natural resources. So mm, that hasn't happened yet. Gotcha. W- what did they say in 1966 19- about the oil? Smouts,
1: yeah, well, in 66, all gone in 10 years. So I guess in 76, it all disappeared. But in 72, they said the oil depleted in 20 years. So they added, uh, mm, yeah. yeah. Yeah, look at that. They had to hedge by another decade added because it's all guesswork. More.
2: It's all guesswork. But in
1: 1977, what did
2: they say, Josh? Said so the Department of Energy says the oil will peak in 1990s, and then in 1980 they said the peak oil will actually be in the two thousand. and then in 1996, 16 years later, they actually said the peak oil would be in 2020, and then they came back and they were like, "Wait, 2002 peak oil? It'll be 2010."
0: 2006, super hurricanes. Oh my goodness, it's going to be terrible. Uh oh! It's not really all that much. It's just we contract them much better. We know about them much further in advance, and they're not all that different.
2: I feel like they were much worse back in 2008, 2006 time.
0: Yeah. Well, here's the thing. I think they they reported them more, and since then we have taken much more drastic measures to save human life. And we got fewer people that die from natural. because Because of... Things that we are doing to intervene in that. And by the way, the the reason those things come out, the reason that works is that is the free market providing solutions for people. The last thing you want to do is to entrust the creation of new ideas like that to the government, who is historically so wonderful with their time, energy, and money. So... What did they say about Manhattan in 2005?
1: Well, I hope they got their water wings because in Manhattan, they should be underwater by now because they're supposed to be underwater by 2015. And in 1970, urban citizens will require gas masks by 1985. I, I haven't, well, no, I, well, I have been in an urban area here within the past few months and, I don't remember seeing anybody with a gas mask. I've seen some masks, but they weren't gas masks.
0: <laughs> I was just at a dump. I wish I had a gas mask. <laughs> yeah, <I bet.
2: laughs> did you just say? Wait, Wait a, a minute. Area and there were masks. You were at a dump. The gas for...
0: That's funny. <laughs> no, no, I was in an actual dump. <laughs> no,
2: no, it, it's what he. Does, <laughs> but yeah, to no, to no, to no to you know, no, know he,
0: he he had COVID masks. <laughs> oh no, that's not
2: the type of mask <laughs> yeah. I was thinking. That's not, you're talking about <laughs> I about a bunch. Oh my <laughs> god. <laughs> Josh I'll I'll finish this out here
0: yes please do so so
2: so in 1970 nitrogen buildup will make all land unusable well we're still using the land good for us 1970 decaying pollution will kill all the fish man all the fish are gone wait wait just had seafood yesterday Uh, 1970s killer bees question mark
0: killer bees so we did have murder hornets in 2019 we did have murder hornets the bee movie was pretty killer It was. Uh, so that, you see, well, I, was, I find Seinfeld to literally. be overrated. I think Jerry Seinfeld's overrated. Yeah, it, it wasn't. It, it was like know. eh. It eh. was okay. So killed my soul. <laughs> okay. So none of these things happened. Not a single one of these things happened. And if you were still holding on to the prophets of a, of the, this is a religious belief by this point. You were holding on to it because uncritically uncritically people still quote these folks that is no different than a religion so when someone tells you why are you still religious well Christ has never been wrong the bible has never been proven wrong in fact every time that they said it was wrong you give it to 10 20 years archaeology or the study of man ultimately finds that the bible's right and Correct. again we've we've briefly talked about the heliocentric theory of the, of the United States, or of, 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 the, of the globe, rather, and uh, how the Bible actually purported that long time before. I won't get into it. Flat earthers, I love you. You're precious. You're wonderful. But the Bible does not talk about a flat earth. I'm sorry. Uh, love y'all. Uh, but, 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 moving right along, here's another one. Ashtoreth, and we're going to dig in a lot deeper. We're going to dig in a lot deeper on the next episode on Ashtoreth, and then the one after that, we're going to deal with Molech. But I do want to briefly talk about Ashtoreth here. Ashtoreth was a very, very interesting goddess, and to kind of get a good idea of some of the lore behind her, and again, originally, remember we said Simiramis, Nimrod's wife, was the basis, excuse me, for the myth of Ashtoreth. And you see her mentioned over and over and over again in the Bible. To get a good oh. idea of that, let's look at um, some some material from Rika Harris in his book, Gender and Aging in Mesopotamia, the Gilgamesh Epic, and Other Ancient Literature. Ishtar, Harris explains, is an androgynous, marginal, ambiguous character. She is betwixt and in between. Central to the goddess as a paradox is her well-attested psychological and physiological androgyny. In other words, she morphs between man and women. Uh, Inanna Ishtar is both female and male. In one, in one place stating as much as, though I am a woman, I am a noble young man. Mr. Steve, what, yeah. what does she do as
1: well? She also shattered all gender and socioeconomic distinction being both a royal queen and the harlot of heaven set out for the ale house and in all of this she was the role model for her followers to think that someone like that is a role model
0: let's let's I'm, I'm, let's let, compare let's, that to Cardi know, B for example right. and, and and I'm not just picking her out just because but I'm saying look at someone Who is called a queen, a goddess, and she's someone who is, uh, go ahead, by all means, the producer has to use the bathroom. Uh, So, (laughs) although you hate me, I love you. Thank you for all the hard work you do. All right. (laughs) But she's not only a whore, but she's also held up as a character to be emulated. Right. It's a modern, that's a very modern thing to be so ancient, or rather, it's a very ancient thing to be so modern, however you want right. to play that.
1: And, and it also has in here, among her powers, was this from a Sumerian This is poem. from a poem in yep. Sumerian. To, now, check this out. Now, if this isn't like reading from somebody's modern text, like was written yesterday, to turn a man into a woman and a woman into a man are yours, Ananiah. Now, Ashtoreth. what?
0: huh? Ashtoreth. yes. Yes. <laughs> Come on, I mean. So, again, this is the spirit of the age that you're seeing, and when we excise God, when we excise God, what did Jesus say about casting out a demon out of a man if he does not put the Holy Spirit in his heart? What will be the next state of the man seven times worse that demon will go out to and fro and upon seeing that there's no one there will bring seven others worse than him bring them into him you are seeing that in our nation today we're seeing that in our nation today josh in the descent of ishtar we're seeing some other interesting things about the participant of her cult
2: and uh, yes sorry I was just trying to catch up on the show. My my apologies. I I appreciate you picking me up there. Yes, in the descent of Ishar, we are told of some participants in the cult. The male prostitutes would comb their hair before her. They decorate the napes of their necks with colored bands. They gird themselves with a sword belt. Their right side they adorn with women's clothing. Their left side they cover with men's clothing. Page one seventy. The revel in competition ended in a bloody spectacle of self-cutting. Re- sounds very familiar to the prophets of Baal.
0: Yes, in First 1 Kings 18.28, you can look up that reference, but think about it for a moment. She was also the goddess who would take things from other gods and appropriate them. Her symbol? The rainbow. Her symbol was the rainbow, and she was also the goddess of parades. Think about that for just a moment. Every single pride parade comes, and we're going to talk about this next week, comes from one parade in 1969 and one bar fight that ultimately turned into a huge battle between New York City police and the deviants in the bar. And again, I, I don't want to be... I, I don't want to necessarily come off as attacking individuals, but I do want to say that there is an evil spirit in this, and I'm not saying necessarily in possession maybe, maybe maybe but certainly there is something wrong with this deviancy of of these people who are who are who are talking about changing what God made them to be in the name of this God and it's interesting in here the last part is self cutting and uh, yeah, yeah, no, I, I don't, I know where you're going. I don't want to go there. I don't want to go there. I know where you're going. Josh, you, that's a comp- different thing. Did you have something else you wanted to add? You, you were, okay, very good. And last, last thing from Harris that I want to pull out today is that their transvestitism simulated the androgyny of Inanna Ishtar. It was perhaps the inversion of the male-female binary opposition that thereby neutralized this opposition. By emulating their goddess, who was both male and female, they shattered the boundaries between the sexes. This was seen as a way of rising above the prison of the flesh. And does that sound like the transhumanist agenda? And it w- which, by the way, feathers in perfectly with the LGBT whatever agenda as well. Yes, I know, it's AIIPP++. Plus plus. And then you've got a bunch of other things that I, I give up. I don't care. Sorry, I don't care. I've I've erased you. Come at me, bro, or or Z. Okay. Anyway, point being, you see, this is not a new thing. Progressive is a progressivism. Progressivists, leftists, like to pretend that somehow there's something new. They're not new. This is the same stuff. And by the way, I would caution conservatives. I'm saying that we've always, and Matt Walsh's What is a Woman is an excellent pick, excellent documentary. I would say be cautious about saying that this has never been debated, because there's nothing new under the sun. These people, when they descended into these vile practices, they ultimately did struggle with this. These cultures did. And when they didn't root it out, those cultures fell. I'd
1: I'd like to kind of clear something up just a little bit so that people don't misunderstand what I was saying on the self-cutting part when you were saying it's not about the people that have the problem getting something and cutting themselves. That's not, wasn't where I was going. It's more of the sexual nature people get into, you know, these, that, you know, hitting on themselves and and that
0: kind of
1: of thing. That's where I was going. And that's some, that's some frightening frightening stuff that, you know, that's some frightening
0: stuff for sure. So I want to bring to kind of clarify that there. Thank you for getting it. Thank you for getting it. And I want to clear, and I want to bring Mm. one more story to you from this one part of the, the, the issue here. If you want to have a personal story, look for no further than David Remier. The story of David Remier should provide some interesting insight into this idea of gender as a malleable thing. Something that the goddess Ishtar claimed to do. It's also something that Dr. John Money said that he could do. And we talked about this a long time ago. This is before we were on YouTube. Might be the last time we're on YouTube. God only knows. Uh, Dr. John Money is effectively the father of modern gender theory, not of critical theory, but of modern gender theory as it currently stands. The idea that gender is something that is performed, that it's not real. It's just uh, what you have is what you have, but it doesn't really matter because it's all taught by culture is what money purported. So he actually went on to do a twin study. And again, that doesn't sound Nazi-esque at all, does it? Mm. But and, and, and it's actually worse. And by the way, he and the Kinsey Institute collaborated with folks who were not literal Nazis, who literally did do twin studies on people in the uh, World War II era, just so that we're clear. But uh, those who know the name Alfred Kinsey, uh, but he was a sex researcher, quote unquote, collaborated with the ilk of Dr. Uh, uh, Fritz on Balusek, who would rape his victims and record the data. And I'm not going to get into the nitty gritty, but if you want to look it up, it is chilling stuff down to minutes and seconds of their physical reactions. It is as evil as it gets. You have evil, evil people who are tied into the gender theory. So he was a, yeah, go ahead. By all means, by all means, uh, this producer is going to try to find a meme on something. Um, You have some evil, evil stuff with Albert Kinsey. I'll get through with this, and if you can pull it up by then, that'd be awesome. Uh, So he would document their reactions to his horrible deeds. With this information, Kinsey published goalish charts that documented the speed of pre-adolescent orgasm. Think about that for just a moment. That was the kind of people that Money was running with and working with. Um,
2: Pre-adolescent. Oh, you said Money. I was clarifying. Remier.
0: No, No, John Money. So John Money was oh, the sorry. doctor sorry. Gotcha. who gotcha. took okay. David Remier gotcha. and did what he did to him. So John Money was not only a colleague of Kenzie, but also a defender of pedophilia, as seen in his work. Quote, if I were to see the case of a boy aged 10 to 11 who is intentionally intensely erotically attracted towards a man in his 20s or 30s, if the relationship is totally mutual and the bonding is genuinely totally mutual, then I would not call it pathological in any way, John Money said in a 1991 interview with a Journal of Pedophilia. Just everything oh, but that man. sentence is a red it's flag. Just, yeah. So let's get to the boy, Remier. Remier, uh, David Remier, was one of the many victims of John Money. And uh, the idea that gender was somehow performative or that could be changed. Again, all going back to the same type of graphic evil that you see in ancient times. Uh, David was one of two twins, born Bruce. Bruce as an infant, was castrated by an experimental circumcision which some people have actually charged was intentional to get a twin study. I'm going to leave that alone. That, 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 that's not improvable territory. I'm going to leave it off the shelf. But just so that you know that people say that, uh, I couldn't find enough proof on it. If you do, good for you. Um, his other brother, Brian, remained whole. Mr. and Mrs. Remier were directed to Dr. John Money for uh, their son's treatment and unaware of Money's character or exploitive nature. Bunny recommended that Bruce have a complete sexual reassignment surgery to female and be treated as such. By two years old, the deed had been done and Bruce was now renamed Brenda. Brenda loathed his life. All the toys, all the affects of girlhood, the dresses, longing to act as a boy. He would go to the boy toys. He would rip off the dresses. He would focus on things that were male. Finally, in his teen years, Uh, On the verge of suicide, his parents broke down and told Brenda the truth of his biology. Brenda immediately opted to transition as best as what was possible and become known as David. He went through reconstructive surgery, undergoing mastectomies and surgery to uh, simulate what he had been uh, stolen, what had been stolen from him. And uh, alas, all the damage was done to Bruce, now David. And uh, he and his brother both committed suicide early 2000s from all of the trauma that was seen. I, Dr. John Money. With that said, that is the kind of evil that you see when you see it practiced out. We're talking about these esoteric ideas. We're talking about these sort of ethereal, just they're, they're out there. When you ground it in reality, when you see how bad it is, it's stomach turning.
1: You know, if there's ever a call for the use of the death penalty, for somebody like that guy, that's Type of guy it needs to be
0: used. I mean, exactly. It's it's as evil as possible. That is pure evil. So we need a palate cleanser. We we need a palate cleanser. Uh, If you've watched The Princess Bride, best movie ever. If you haven't watched it, I'm sorry for you. Your life is not worth living until you watch The Princess Bride. But uh, he says uh, there's a scene in there where they're storming the castle, and the castle guard they say, "Give us the key." And so this is the meme. Give us a definition of a woman. Governor, I have no definition. Uh, trans woman, no draft. Governor, oh, you mean this definition? They're really quick to pull out the definition when it suits them. And that, again, comes down to it is a religious observance. It's nothing to do with reality. They say it's scientism. It is not scientism. Or it's not science, rather. It's scientism. It's a belief that can be bent and bowed. So with that said, please understand where we're coming from here. We're not here to bash people. We definitely will bash bad ideas. And we definitely will say people like John Money uh, have a special place in hell and they will burn extra hot. And uh, I wouldn't mind a little bit of that happening on this side. But, but... Just sort of to wrap it up, we're going to get into Moloch even more in the next in the next uh, two episodes, primarily in the third episode of this series. But Moloch, you see, portion and Moloch, where they would offer their children to the fires, and this is something that every group of the children, or every generation of the children of Israel faced. They had the option to get rid of Moloch. By the way, when the Israelites came into the land of Canaan. God told them to utterly scrape the land and restart. Want to know why? Because of doc- people like Dr. John Money. Get rid of the high places. It's because of people like Dr. John Money. It's yep. because of all of the evil. It's because of priests of Moloch. It's like people like Hermit um, Gosnell. Because they were doing this crap. And I know that sounds hard. No, that's not easy. But these were terroristic nations that threatened Israel. They attacked Israel, killed innocent Israelis because they were next door, and because they might possibly be a threat. Not that they were a threat, not that they threatened them. They said, can we pass through your land? No, they came out and killed God's people just because. Those are the kind of people that God said, scrape them, wipe it off. And even the women and even the children, because guess what those children would do? They would grow up with a grudge on their shoulder. is the culture of the time. They were going to grow up, and they were going to do the exact same things their parents did, because that's what you did at the time. It's not easy to talk about that. It's not something that I relish in, the idea of wiping out an entire nation. But guess what? When you have an entire nation of insurgents who are going to come, and they're going to kill you and your grandchildren 60 years down the line, I'm sorry. God is holy. God said it, therefore do it. But also crap that they were doing is evil, and we're watching it come to pass right now. We're watching it in this day. We're watching a resurgence of these gods. What did God always say about the kings who did not remove the high places? What did he invariably say? Woe to you. Your reign will rain. end. Your reign will end. You did not do what your father did, especially in Israel. Right. If they Failed to do that and they worshiped those or they allowed that to be, God would take away their reign. If it wasn't David's yep. line, it was from Jeroboam's line or one of the lines that took over Jeroboam's line, God would say, yep. You're done. Yep. And today, who are the rulers in America? Us. They're us.
1: Supposed to be, anyways. I mean that that's the way it should be but it doesn't seem like that's the way the people want to deal with it the, the populace doesn't seem like that's the way they want to deal with it they'll get lethargic a lot of times on voting I mean oh, you got how many people are registered to vote and then how many people actually
0: I mean and, it, and that's something that's very very important to ask and again like we know, said in the last episode In our county, we have a 70-30% representation from the conservative party and the Republican party. Or sorry, the conservative party and the Democrat party. Whether you call them, Republicans or Democrats, whatever. You've got 70% of those who believe in this neo-paganism, or at the very least, they're supporting it tacitly. Some
2: some idea of it.
0: Some part of it. They're tacitly supporting it. You've got those people. 70% of them are represented at the polls. Whether or not you believe the 2020 election was problematic or that there were errors in it, there were a lot of problems. Whether or not you believe that, you should at least be willing to go and check and make sure that the 2022 is not compromised. If you have the time, if you can take off a day or two of work, I will be doing that. Josh will be doing that. Uh, We're trying to get this one to do that. But everyone has their own responsibilities, commitments, and the things that they have. They have family. They have ministries. If their work. Totally understood. At least go out and vote. At least go out and vote. Because God will not hold us guiltless for the 60 million babies slaughtered in America. God will not hold us guiltless for all of the children who are not told what would happen when they were 22 with their sex reassignment surgery that didn't work well and they have a wound that keeps trying to close. I'm not saying that these people are quote-unquote blameless either the evil people will do evil things but if the church is not being a restraining restorative force in this culture what are we for moving around the room final thoughts from the chair of culture Hmm. well i i really believe that one of the
1: the things like with uh bail i think uh, i personally believe uh, with the way society and the the way the culture is going, and the way politics is developing, that hell has end up gaining more strength and power through what's happening. You you know, if you really take it to pieces and pull it apart and look at it, you can really see what's going on—the replacement and, of God with man's yes. theology. And it's, it's real disturbing when you think about it, and it's, it's scary. And all it does is, you know, these sort of things just do nothing but lead to the end times. And you know that, you know, mm-hmm. these sorts of things, and if you look at them, you go, and you look at Revelation, and you go,
2: yep, uh-huh, most Correct. definitely. Josh, closing thoughts. There will be people who, whenever they say, oh, but I'm for abortion. You, should, you guys shouldn't care. It doesn't affect you. Or it's harmless. That's just a downright lie. And ultimately, our reasons for coming to you with these problems and these objections has nothing to do with us and has everything to do with everybody else that you're affecting with that garbage. Right. It's not harmless. It affects somebody. It has consequences on somebody. It's not just, it, it, yeah, sure, it might not affect me directly, but does it affect my children potentially? Yeah. Does it b- affect the other people around you? Yeah. Female genital mutilation
0: in the Middle East, I hate to be come down, but where, where, where they make it so that a woman cannot joy anything that happens, that is something that has zero effect on me. That is something, however, if I'm given the chance to participate in stopping, I will in a heartbeat. If there, and I, I will say that when you talk about the quote-unquote so-called religion of peace, and look, I got family members and friends who are Muslim, okay? I love you guys. I'm not talking about you. Uh, you'd be killed in a lot of these countries, I'm just saying, um, because of how, how you practice and operate. Thank God you're here. But I'm talking about those who are... The folks who are committing those sorts of atrocities on little baby girls, they justify that through religion. And by the way, you can use Christianity just the same way if you divorce Jesus from it. And so that's where we need to be. We need to not be about our religion. We need to be about our relationship with Jesus Christ. That's what we need to be about. We need to be about truth. We need to have the truth. Hold it. It says, buy the truth. Do not sell it. Hold it. Have it. Keep on to it. Do not give it away for something else. Hold the truth tight. And when it comes to these foreign gods, when someone says, why are you just holding me down with your old Christian mor- morals? Depending upon who they are, you can respond with, because it's right, because they're true, just because they're old does not make them wrong. And respond with that. Or you can, again, you can put the question on their head. Depending on what kind of person's coming to you. If you don't think they're going to win, but you can show them how foolish the argument is, you can say, well, why are you following ancient traditions of pagan gods? And start like an interesting that. conversation. Start an interesting mm-hmm. conversation. Don't make an argument. The moment you argue, you've lost. Do not argue. Your attempt is to win the person, not the debate. And you in your interpersonal moments. If I go on stage and debate someone, I'm in it to win it. I'm in to crush them. But if I'm, in a, if I'm in a personal conversation, I want that person to know, love, Jesus. Go forward in that spirit. With that said, thank you so much for listening. If you like this, like, comment, share, subscribe, all that good stuff. Uh, sharing is a new caring. Link in the descriptions below for all the different stories that we talked about today. Go ahead and uh, let us know what you thought of today's podcast. If you think that the world is just going down the tubes, leave a comment in the comment section. It helps. And even if you just click on that share button, you don't have to share. You like it if you share it to someone else? Copy it? That actually helps, too. Uh, I know it burns. I know it hurts to do that. But... Go ahead and do that. Go ahead and do that just for us, please. Uh, And if you uh, dislike this, I'm sorry. We love you anyway. Uh, Subscribe. Hit that bell. All that good stuff. We love y'all so much. Bye-bye. Bye. 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 All right. All right. All right. So, which...
2: No, it's all good. It's all good.
0: It's all good. You held it in the whole podcast. If you're still here, you are our super listeners, or we put you to sleep, and this is some wicked ASMR <laughs> stuff. Uh, with that said, Wiccan as in the cool, not necessarily as in the Wiccan. But I want to go around the room and just ask the question, what do you think is the single most destructive part of the neo-paganistic movement that we see in the culture today? Steve.
1: Oh, I would have to say probably.
0: um, Think about it for a moment. I'll come back to you. Josh, what do you think? The idea that humans are the problem. The idea that humans are the problem, the Malthusian sort of economics.
2: I'm not even talking about abortion. I'm talking about they actually view the, I mean, the human problem. Yeah, there's a human problem in their eyes. So I would
0: I would say I think that the the biggest Flaw is is that God made a mistake, you. He put you in the wrong body. He made you wrong. I think that's one of the most harmful things.
2: Which actually, can I say that humans are the problem? Humans are are kind of the problem. I mean, that's the way the Bible teaches it. We are are the problem, but not in the sense of what you're talking
0: about. Well, you're talking about erasing the ones that God intends to redeem. Right.
1: Uh, You know, every uh,
0: lie has a lot of truth in it.
1: You know, I'm good lie. You know, I'm a I'm a big pro-life person and you know the you know when you look back over the where abortion kind of comes from and the reasons and uh, that people racist have history it and, yeah and all of that and the history of it coming through and it oh man it, it's just so horrible and and you know if you read all about abortion and you see all about what goes on it's just It's just horrifying, and that just, you know, it just reminds me of
0: uh, Nazi
1: practices. The
0: idea that you you can sacrifice your child for convenience.
1: Exactly, and that's what it is. It's a sacrifice. Absolutely. And and, and it's nothing different than taking your baby, putting it right there in the arms of Molech,
0: and sacrificing your child. lighting the fire. That's it, man. Tell us in the comment section which part of neo-paganism you think is the uh, most destructive. And uh, on that cheery thought, you know, bye for real. Love you. Yeah. Bye.
2: bye.